dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. Thanks for joining us here for another edition of Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. So thanks for all of you to join us. This week, I'm joined by the founder and CEO of a company that designs, develops, and sells vaporation hardware and software. They describe themselves as a responsible vaporization technology company headquartered in Montreal, Canada. I'm joined by Maladam Barbarich, founder and CEO of Airgraph. Thanks for joining us, Maladam. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Really do appreciate you having you on the program from up north. We just had uh, been a lot of recordings uh, just for upcoming shows, and one was in Canada talked extensively. But we're going to talk about vapes on this program today. You have launched the Airgraft Clean Vaporizer. It includes cannabis concentrate pods and an app to control the actual vaporizer. It's made of polished ceramic. Airgraft elegantly conceals a suite of technology features that gives control and transparency to users. The system introduces consumable pod traceability, enabling Airgraft to optimize vapor, remove burn, and perfectly serve different plant oils. So take me behind the specifics of this vaporizer, Mulatan. I think first, before we dive into the details of the technology and how we're solving some problems, we should probably talk about what problems we were trying to solve as Airgraft. Um, Originally, we're all technology people here at Airgraft, and we've spent years developing products in mobile phones and wearables and healthcare devices and, and medical devices. And the first thing we did when we looked at vaporization is, well, what is the problem? What's lacking? So there are three key issues we were trying to solve. Number one, as a consumer, I walk into a dispensary and I'm buying this brown liquid when I want a vaporizer. And the brown liquid is labeled with, you know, names that don't mean a lot to me other than, you know, their cool branding. Um, I see different concentrations of liquid that I don't actually know where this comes from, how it was extracted, how it was made, what it complies with, what's in it. Was it something used to cut it? And so, you know, it, it was very, very concerning to us that somebody should buy some mysterious brown liquid and inhale it. So that's problem number one. Right. Problem number two, vapor isn't smoke. The concept of vaporizing is actually boiling. You know, when you put your um, pot on the stove and you put some olive oil in, imagine now the only option was zero and high. And you put it on high and at some point it'll start boiling and very, very shortly after you'll see smoke. And that's something you don't want. And yet every single vaporizer on the market smokes. So that billowing silky thing that everybody talks about as vapor, that's not vapor. That's smoke. But that's the one thing that comes around when it comes to vapes is because they, part of the, I think that doesn't get changed about it is because I think people, when they're trying to switch from cigarettes to vaping, they want to have that smoke coming out of that stick. Well, is what that's the idea is. <laughs> we need to tell them otherwise. Basically, right. What we're doing is we are still combusting. That combustion is, is A, not good for us, and B, 
it does not represent the flavors of the oil. It's not effective. It's actually causing the burn in the back of your throat and in your nose and God knows what in, in your lungs. And but it doesn't first, look cool, Mladen. It doesn't look cool without the smoke coming out. I gotta well, have I'm, not, little, I'm not judging the cool. I have to pull the circles and all, you know? I gotta be able to do that. Like, it, what I'm gonna do, just go, and nothing comes out? That's not fair. Yes, yes. That's the but point of view. But you're changing the narrative. You're changing the narrative, and that's why. Yes. So let's yes. talk about air gas denial with the vaporizer. This vaporizer connects to an app. Both use an authentication technology that ensures users are getting certified products only. And the app provides real-time dosing feedback on an app with a vape pen. And with accurate uh, component dosing, self-limiting microdose lock, transparency, providence, and methodology from plant to oil for each pod, and a device lock for child safety. You checked all the boxes, it looks like. Now, you said this about the vaporizer. Quote, these characteristics, and I can't say it like you do. You speak so fluently and uh, uh, articulately. These characteristics were developed by funneling and leveraging the team's experience in wearables, health tech, and connected smart devices into creating an overall cleaner and more responsible vaporizer that meets modern expectations head on. Technology that we take for granted daily has been slow to transform vaporization as the benefits of plant-based vapor begin to enter mainstream. We've seen a huge opportunity to start with a clean slate and rethink the delivery method from the ground up. Absolutely. Now, when did you think you needed to go to square one when building this new vaporizer? I just brought up the point. It's the most valid point there is. That's the kind of thing that's going to be said. And this is from people that just are not understanding of the technology and what you're trying to do and what the real implications are because of that stigma, that narrative that, oh, well, you have to have the smoke when you really shouldn't. Right. Well, so when looking at the three key problems, right, the, the mysterious brown liquid, the vapors, not smoke, and then the third one, which we didn't touch on yet, the uh, consumption control or lack of consumption control, those are key issues when you actually sort of dig under the surface. So we happen to have um, the combination of skill sets um, that are applied currently in, in other industries um, to solve these problems. And we use technology and design to do so. So first thing we did um, was we created a secure pod. Secure pod is a pod that is chipped with crypto level security for delivering substances that you can trust. So that means we track every single pod from um, the filling all the way through vapor so that you as a consumer can know what's in it. We actually require third-party lab results to be uploaded to verify the pod, which means we take in all of the information, the, regula the regulatory required information from third-party laboratories, how it was made, uh, what is in it, what does it not have, like heavy metals, pesticides, and so on. This information activates the pod. So that way, when you buy a pod on Airgraph, you know that it's in a secure pod. Secure pod does not deliver anything other than cannabis. And on the black market, you can't duplicate, you can't tamper with, which means it has gone through the regulatory process. It can't be duplicated. You can't be fooled into having something that you didn't mean to have. And it solves the problem of the mysterious brown liquid. So that's one. Number two, um, we understand that cannabis is a wonderfully complex plant. Uh, 
the cannabinoids in in the different oils are different. You know, we we have uh, more THC, less THC, more THCA, less THCA. Some CBD, no CBD, CBN, CBG, terpenes. All of them boil at different temperatures. When you boil them perfectly, you can't boil a, two oils in the same way. That means we need to adjust for each oil. And I, as a user, or you as a user, or anybody else as a user, couldn't possibly know what the optimal um, heating algorithm for this is, because it isn't just a single temperature setting. It is the way you ramp up heat through the terpenes and plateau and the major cannabinoids without allowing the temperature to rise beyond what's needed for, for vaporization. And so we have a dynamic heating engine that changes based on each oil that's inserted. That's a game changer, but it requires all of these different disciplines of engineering to implement. So it, it requires, you know, electrical engineering and firmware engineering and so on. And, and typically, um, Vaporizer companies don't have this. Vaporizer companies have been sourcing um, and, and having designs done by the same companies that have been doing e-cigarettes forever. And the, the disciplines and the knowledge just wasn't there. And then the third one, I talked about consumption control for several reasons. One, everybody is trying to do something different, right? Some people are using this for therapeutic purposes. Some people are using cannabis as uh, anti-inflammatory. You know, we, we've talked to a lot of NBA players who are, you know, using this therapy, so not to use opioids. Each one of them has a different requirement, but to actually get the benefit without the drawbacks, you need to understand how much and how often you need. In medical terms, that's called titration as opposed to dosing. Like the idea of slowly increasing a dose uh, to get to the point where you're seeing the benefits. And as soon as you see the drawbacks, you pull back. So it's finding your own level. And this idea um, is very important in res consuming responsibly and actually getting the best out of the plant. So what we built is a system that accurately um, controls and, and informs the user of the dosing. So you, when you take a poll, you see in the app a dial that, that increasingly progresses through its uh, uh, visual representation of dose, and you can see how much, you've, how much vapor you're taking in, but not just vapor. We break it down to each cannabinoid that you've taken so that you understand how much THC, how much THCA, how much CBD, and so on, so that you can be best informed and in control of your consumption. Now, you have just identified responsible vaporization. You've just made the point, which there's advantages. Let me just be, you know, let me just kind of play layman here on the outside looking in. When I think about this as well, I said, oh, well, it's got to have smoke coming out of it. But let's be more important. If people didn't see the smoke, which we now know that smoke coming, coming out of those vape pens of some other vape pens is not aircraft, is it's, it's like a carcinogen. It's, it's, it's not good. It's, it's toxic. The idea would be if people saw it would, without any kind, of, any kind of thing coming out of the device and it's being responsibly used, consumed with an app that you can actually properly control the amount of consumption, then people would be much more socially acceptable to have it. 
in cars, in restaurants, wherever you go. Which so is hopefully the idea. not cars. <laughs> you should huh? definitely not consume in a car. But but yes, the idea is to 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 a be more socially acceptable. B be discreet, but but not in the way to to hide. There's nothing wrong that people are doing with this. I mean, we, we don't need to hide. However, it does not affect others around. And so while there is some visible feedback from vapor, vapor you can still see it. Just like when you boil something on in the pot you know you see it but it's not as visible as smoke would be so you know that's the that's one of the benefits of, of having vapor obviously it's 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 more discreet but the consumption control thing is really about you know getting the most out of it nobody should be encouraged to just consume you know an infinite quantity of of cannabis for the sake of for the sake of just right, but it, right? it still comes down to the fact that you are having people that are looking to vape pens as an alternative to smoking. They want to have something else that they can also do the same kind of thing they did when they smoked, having something they can put in their mouth that just whatever kind of stress relief they get, that's the other thing that's being brought across. It's not necessarily, I mean, what you're doing is absolutely, I mean, I, I appreciate the effort, but you have to realize that some of the consumers that are there are going to be former smokers. Yeah, well, that's, um, that is for sure. And so what we, are, what we can do and what we should do is arm people with the tools so they can consume responsibly. We can make the decisions for them and we can't certainly judge or, or, or uh, imply that they should do one thing or another. What we're doing is developing a tool set so they can make the best decisions for them. Now we're going to talk about the issues of vaping that are not <laughs> associated with Airgraft. But you know what? Because you're doing such a good job, Maladin, with Airgraft, then you should be one of those peers that are talking to the mainstream and to the industry itself about this. And we're going to give you that platform to do so because we got a couple questions to ask about the issues surrounding regulation and the issues of mainstream circles about the public health risk that's been ongoing, that's been talked about. We're going to talk about that now with Miladin Barberidge, founder and CEO of Airgraph here on Blunt Business with more questions in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We're tuning up in the dressing room, and Tom said, 
Whew, man, I'm really one took over the line and I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to hem present only on Cannabis Radio. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back and with, with Milad and Barbarich, founder and CEO of Airgraft. You're on Blunt Business. The Marijuana Policy Project recently published a report on regulating cannabis oil vaporizers that stated, quote, regulating cannabis use has affected public policy, and we strongly urge states to regulate, not ban, vapor products. Bans will simply make a difficult situation more dangerous by driving more consumers away from regulated businesses and toward illicit sources. Moreover, such a policy also fails to address the underlying problem of contamination. Well, you solved that problem, Aladdin. What do you say about this conclusion? I mean, the, the gist of this conclusion is it couldn't be more right. Um, generally speaking, in cannabis and in other substances, substance deliveries, um, it's always a good idea to regulate, to, to legalize. Um, that is always more effective than actually pushing, it, pushing people into the black market. Let's, let's face it, they're going to consume cannabis. Um, and so when, when it comes to vaporization, because vaporization requires you know, extraction and science behind it, we're more likely to see problems out of the black market because simply it requires sophistication in processing. And so having regulation is the right answer. So what we realized is regulation is one side, but the other side needs to be around um, transparency and accountability uh, to the consumer. As a consumer, you walk in today and you really don't understand where the substance comes from, even in the legal context. So you walk into a dispensary, you really don't know what you're buying, and you should. There is, if you don't know what you're consuming, you shouldn't buy it. That, that should be the mantra, period. Just like when you walk into a grocery store and you you buy some processed food, if you're buying the processed food, you should probably know what they put in it. If the stuff in it is bad for you, don't freaking have it. It's just common sense, right? In case of, of uh, cannabis, in some of these extractions, what we've seen in the black market is addition of substances that have not been tested for a long time in um, additives, in artificial flavors, and they're used as fillers. I mean, look, bottom line is people are trying to make money, cheaper thing to do to solve some of the problems around crystallizations, uh, around um, you know, uh, formulation and so on, is just throw in some 
MCT oil or some uh, vitamin E oil. It's cheaper to add an, um, an artificial flavor than it is to really work through and craft you know, terpenes of the cannabis kind or even you know, botanical extracts. So people take shortcuts they should be account accounted for. And this is something that we always must carefully review, but then also show to people. So this is why we do what we do. We um, make sure that the third party testing is clearly visible to the end user, that you know exactly what you're consuming. And we're setting guidelines that, hey, you know what? If you're gonna consume cannabis, you know, we don't need to we don't we don't need to do additives we don't need to do um artificial flavors when you buy this pod the secure pod you you know that what's in it is just cannabis so that was our stance from the get-go and and this was conceived far you know before this um you know so quote-unquote crisis really a a pr campaign uh more so than crisis but really there it, it took this crisis for us to sort of look at a problem that is really there. The contents of vaporizers should clearly be displayed, should be clearly regulated, and people should absolutely know what's in them. Good deal. Now, let's go and move along into the issues of the mainstream circles and what they're saying about vaping. Forbes recently reported on the ongoing issues being discussed saying, quote, it is understandable that the public would be concerned about the seemingly sudden rash of vape-related illnesses. And the other problem is, is that the mainstream media is deciding every time, oh, look, there's a vape death, there's another one, there's another one. And they're just trying to sensationalize and glorify this thing. When it's just for clickbait, they really don't care about the people being responsible for being creating these products or the fact that there needs to be more of a crackdown of those that are doing illicit products in the first place. Now, back to the point. After all, vaping has largely been marketed as a safer method of ingesting nicotine or cannabis from traditional smoking. The problem should absolutely be taken seriously, but it is also important to note that we still don't have enough information. On October 4th, the acting commissioner of the FDA issued a statement including this relevant fact. At this time, the FDA does not have enough data to identify the cause or causes of the lung injuries in these cases. It is important to also keep the problem in the numbers involved in perspective. This is what they gave from the CDC. To date, 805 cases of people suffering from vape-related illnesses and at least 12 deaths have been reported, and these are genuine tragedies, but so are the 130 Americans who die every day from an opioid overdose and the 480,000 people who die each year in the U.S. with deaths attributed to smoking cigarettes, according to CDC data. Again, you know, they're trying to glorify what's not causing the biggest problem, They'd rather decide to go ahead and attack, you know, vaping. What do you say? Well, I mean, we, we have to call a spade a spade. Um, <laughs> this is this is a campa campaign more than a crisis. Um, I, I think in, you know, the recent years, there's been a massive shift from smoking to vaping. And that's hurting generations of wealth created by um, you know, people who promote smoking. And so, obviously, and very um, astutely, there's a lot of response and lobby towards slowing down the growth of vaping. I mean, it, it's, it's killing people's wealth. However, 
as you pointed out, um, you know, if we put it in perspective, um, the crisis itself is not as alarming as, you know, media is making it out to be. However, you know, there is something to be learned from it. Um, so on one hand, what we're trying to do here, or sorry, not we, but what the campaign here is trying to do is simply question the process of, of vaporization. And clearly, vaporization is actually an FDA regulated process. And it has been, in fact, um, a process that has been used for years. And we do all of a sudden point to problems, which mostly come from black markets. So when we actually look at the issue, clearly the process is not the problem, but the contents are. And so, you know, to the effect that obviously contents of the, of the vaporizer cartridges, you know, we can't compare the scale. Smoking, 480,000 people, black market vape cartridges, 12 people um, without being res respectful to, you know, the families of the 12 people, the, it's a disproportionate um, issue comparison. However, there is still an issue. There are illegal pods out there with questionable content and there isn't consistent regulation like there is in California, for example, um, for testing and being transparent about the contents of, of cannabis cartridges out there. What we ought to do is really focus on regulating, legalizing, and being transparent. And as such, we eradicate the issue that is still, you know, a dwarf in comparison, orders of magnitude different to, to smoking, but still should be addressed. Um, bottom line is regulating, legalizing, and knowing what it is in the cartridges is absolutely paramount. This is what yeah. we should be focusing on. The one thing I can say, well, first of all, we've seen a number of tobacco executives that have made their way into the cannabis industry because they know that that's where the, the industry is going in some respects. The other thing I got to be said is we've talked a lot about when it comes to, you know, the particular companies that are prominent doing vaping, Juul is the most prominent and the most marketable and the, probably the best selling. So, I mean, we're hearing a lot about how that technology is done very good, but then the case should be that, so a company like Juul should just go and sell the proprietary technology of their actual hardware and sell the patent off to some other company. So let the cannabis industry use it. And they could just go off of that instead of them having to be the ones doing it. I mean, listen, you made your money from it. You're going to get cracked down. You're not going to be able to promote it like you did before. You're not going to be able to sell it like you did before. You're going to be put online. I just think there's certain things that are taken from the hardware that can be put into what's being done here. I think that's another thing that's got to be done with the industry in terms of making sure that the technology is strong, it's safe, and it's uh, protected for anybody that's going to use it, along with what's being done inside. It's just, it's a whole wide view of things, which I'll just look at, and it's very important. But I think, again, we just said it before, it's a campaign, not a, call, not a crisis. And of course, that's what they do. That's what the media does. And so everything gets thrown in a context that's stupid. Right. So anyway, we're going to talk about pricing. And we'll talk about uh, when it comes to the other popular cannabis vaporizers 
here with aircraft founder and CEO, Maladam Barberich. We'll be back with more questions and wrap things up in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with final questions for Milad and Barbara Rich, the founder and CEO of Airgraft, A-R-G-R-A-F-T. Gear Patrol recently wrote this, and, you know, they did quite, quite a lot to go and say about this. So uh, they said that Airgraft's first product is a $68 pen that promises clean, unburnt, unburnt vaping instead of the hotspot-prone wick-based heating system used in most mid-market vapes. Airgraph opts for a ceramic heating element to eliminate the chance of combusted Concentrate, backed up by a robust app that lacks tracks chirping distribution. THC consumption for draw and procession, whole lot of usage data. Like a jewel, aircraft pens are also pod-based and offer much more customization than some popular, popular cannabis vaporizers in the form of customizable THC intake and length of pull. It's a pod-based, so it won't load flour or waxes into it, so only aircraft pods will work with the pen. There's also a lock into it prevent friends and family taking hell in the accident. So talk to me about the importance of being able to put this also together, making it responsible, vaporization, but it comes with a higher ticket price. What do you say? Well, I think um, as we are developing devices and pods, so let's break it down, right? Pod itself is an atomizer and it's a container for the oil. 
when we put the oil into the, into the atomizer, into the pod, we have to be very, very careful that every single material that touches the oil is food safe. And so what we do, first off, is we make sure that any, any polymers are polymers that are FDA approved, Health Canada approved, Japan medical approved, CE approved, and so on, recognized widely for food safety with heat. And what does that mean? Well, just like people are worried about the plastic that's seeping into their uh, water, this is a more acute case uh, where we're heating oil and we're storing it in a container. So every single thing that touches that oil should be safe. So we do um, this to an exceptional level. Second thing we do is we use a ceramic element. It is more expensive, more complex way of, of heating, um, but it heats on a more even basis. Typical vaporizer, for example, Juul or uh, most key uh, known vaporizers in the cannabis space, without naming them, they use wick and coil system. And wick is uh, this, think of it like a candle, right? Candle wick um, wrapped with a coil. And where the coil touches the wick, um, the heat is much higher. In a ceramic element, we dissipate this heat. And so, yeah, we're, we're not cutting corners here. We're using some, some more expensive materials. Um, and that's adding to, to the cost of building this. However, you know, if you're going to ingest this, you need to be um, very cognizant of the fact that this is going into your lungs. So you should probably be somewhat cautious about what it is that you're doing. So we think this is very important. Um, however, this does not add to the cost of, of the pods. The pods are in line with other pods um, that serve similar type of oils. Where Airgraft uh, skews towards more premium is the fact that Airgraft does not uh, support any distillate oils. So distillate, you know, of course, being a typical, currently 80% of the market is doing distillate type of oils. And it's a very efficient production method where you extract just THC out of cannabis and you can extract it out of trim, out of stem, out of any part of, of cannabis. And it's an effective, cheap way to extract THC. And then they add uh, terpenes to it. However, that's not quite the experience that cannabis provides. Cannabis contains a slew of other cannabinoids that together work completely differently. So while people typically assume that higher the THC, you know, more constant, more bang for the buck, it's actually the opposite. More THC um, just provides a very monolithic, monodimensional experience. It doesn't have the richness and the variety of, of flower. So Airgraph supports full spectrum live resin oils that have been created with flower so that you can really get the full experience of cannabis. Because of the process, these oils, as they are available on, on 510 thread cartridges or other closed loop systems, they're, they're generally not the cheapest of oils. That's the only difference in, in pricing. So we sort of swallow the technology and, and the cost of um, 
you know, responsibly building the pods, but we side on the, on the fact that we shouldn't, we shouldn't be making these really cheap, uh, bad representation of cannabis oils. This is the only difference. We're actually not more expensive on the pod side and on the device, we pack a lot more technology. However, we wanted to make a device that feels like a personal treat. You know, vaporizer is something that you take with you. And every single other vaporizer in the market that's a, that's a pod or a cartridge vaporizer, it's, it's not a thing you want to keep. It's just a disposable thing. You can't really, you can't grow a bond with, you know? It, yeah. It's just something you replace easily. We wanted to make something special for people. And we, we, we made it um, out of ceramic. It feels really nice in your hand. It has a nice heft weight to it. When you put it in your pocket, it doesn't, it doesn't scratch with keys. It looks beautiful. Everybody, you know, on first um, meeting the aircraft says, wow, this is really, really nice. I want to keep this. And so instead of um, buying what people are calling batteries all the time and just tossing them out because you don't care, we are promoting um, a bond with the device that people are actually encouraged to keep the device um, litterless. It's less of a throwaway. It's more something that you grow attention with. And it allows us to build in some cool technologies to, to, to give people something more to, to get these uh, big problems resolved. And so I think people are really connecting with that so far. Um, the response has been unanimously, hey, we, we love it. Because they should. The thing is, for those that are consumers out there, if you're looking to go ahead, and, if you're just listening to the program and you just, you know, you have people that you know that are, you know, adamant vapor pen users, vape pen users, they just need to realize, look, quality matters. Take a few extra bucks, buy quality, and buy something that's not going to hurt you in the long run. Obviously, AirGraph, that's what you're doing. I mean, you're showing the fact that listen, even with your oils, your hand, you're cherry picking who, which oils you're going to bring in to make sure you're finding people that share your respect for natural purity of the plant on top of everything else. Right. And not just CBC, CBD or anything else, you're using CBDN as well. So the idea is you have different options. You have good technology. You are trying to be responsible about it by actually making it so that it can be regulated. It can be I mean, just regulate it for your own personal use so that you are using it as needed, not, not to overuse or anything like that, because you don't need to. That takes away the whole purpose of having it. Just, it there's a way to go and do it, like you said. Responsible vaporization requires a good product, good quality, a good, uh, a little bit higher-end product, which, uh, but you're not that much higher-end like in other vape pens, because obviously we know in California a lot of vape pens just in the mid-range market are 50 bucks, right, maybe right. 40 bucks in other markets, but the truth yeah. is, for 68 or something similar to that, that's pretty good. Plus the app, plus the pods, you know you're getting quality. You don't have to second guess. That's the idea. And I think that's exactly what you're doing with AirGraph. And I appreciate the fact that you're putting this out there. And I think you put a really great product. I think it also looks great. Who cares if smoke's not coming out of it? It looks good. Okay. It's got a nice sleek, no, you dark actually look. Care. You care. You, most people don't know it, but you care that no smoke is coming out of it. Yes. Because that's better for your lungs. And taste what the craftsmen are making. Right. These oils are crafted. People care and love these things. You can taste the different terpenes. You can appreciate the craft like wine, like coffee. 
we're serving it in the right way. It's like, you know, if you had a wonderful Wagyu steak, you would not stick that in a microwave. You would not enjoy it. <laughs> right. There's a, way to, there's a way to make good food. Exactly. Yeah. You, just, you, you don't put a steak, you don't put it in a microwave, you don't put it on a, on a, on a skillet. No, you grill that bad boy, okay? And you sear it up and you make it just right. Exactly. That's right. Agreed. Or uh, what is Montreal? What is, well, you, got, you guys got the, uh, the smoked meat. Smoked meat's got to be done a particular way, right? It's got to be quality meat. It's got to be smoked just right. right. I only don't know about that from some other people. I always said, like, that's what you guys are best known for out there in Quebec. I want to go sometime. I would love to go and uh, check you it out. You should come. There's, there's the whole French culture um, all about love of cooking and, and, and uh, culinary yeah. ingredients and people really care and, and put love into it. You know, we have some of the best chocolate. People don't know about it. Uh, yeah. There's amazing cheese. People just love um, food and, and care for it. And come visit us. Enjoy. One of these days, I'm going to go visit the French Canadians because it's just there's something about that up there. Anyway, airgraph.com. I want to send people to the website real quick and direct them to take a look at the, the technology. By the way, what a nicely done website. You yeah. really get to look inside the product. You get to find out everything. It's very easily laid out, very easy to go and read through and look through and then you can just purchase nice big yellow button right there purchase and get your hands on it so we're going to send some people to go click that yellow button tell people uh what a little bit about the product line which are available so that people that go to airgraft.com a-i-r-g-r-a-f-t.com go to what are they going to find well they're going to find um obviously um in-depth information about the product um, and they're going to be able to find where to, uh, where to purchase the product, where to, where to purchase our partner oils. Uh, we've launched with um, several um, full-spectrum living resin um, oils from Wellgrains, and we're about to, just at the cusp of announcing several very, very exciting partners. We're super excited about what they're doing. Um, they have some of the most amazing flower um, out there and they're, they're partnering with us to feature, you know, the beauty of, of their plant. Um, so just at the beginning of December, we'll announce more availability, more locations, more oils. Um, and so go to airgraph.com or uh, follow us on Instagram for at airgraft. Um, for more information. You know, I didn't get a chance to talk about you because if we had more time, I could talk about you, you know, uh, being the brand craftsman and also working in a lot of brands and stuff that you've done. Your own background is fascinating, but there wasn't even enough time to talk about that. But we only have 30 minutes to talk about vaping and talk about aircraft itself. But well, that was lot, I really <laughs> I appreciate you making time to join us and really great conversation with Milad and Barbara Rich, the founder and CEO of Aircraft. And by the way, if you want uh, yours truly's opinion, I would go ahead and pick the midnight gray, uh, the con the, the 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 gray. To me, the, yeah, the midnight black over the concept gray. I like the gray. Don't get me wrong, but I think the black just got that nice look to it. I just, <laughs> so again, airgraft.com, a i r g r a f t dot com. Make sure to check that out. So anyway, thank you, Milada, again for being on with us, and thank you, listeners, for joining us for another edition of Blunt Business. You can download past episodes by going to CannabisRadio.com. Subscribe to the show. Please send some reviews. Rate the show at Apple Podcasts because they have it there. We want to let people see it so more people can know learn about the show. 
You can also find it on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.